Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And since it's Wednesday, you know it. It's that time of the week with Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Noreen? I'm good. Just a slight tickly cough, but um, but we had a lovely listener, Isabella, who called in earlier with a with a remedy. So I'll have to have to give that a try. Yes. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Pain getting rid of those tickly coughs. Yes. Um, so today we are talking about something that um, I find myself doing quite a lot because I have young children, um, and that is clapping. Clapping. <laughs> one clapping. Of the, one of the first actions that, well, sort of command that they master in a way. You tell them clapping and then they start to clap. Yes, absolutely. And and I was thinking about that a lot. I mean, I took my um, I talk, took my baby girl to her first play group yesterday and a lot of clapping was involved, obviously, because you're singing songs, you're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. They do something. They pick up a block. They look at you. You clap, for example. Um, so to better understand why we clap, um, we need to go back to our evolutionary roots. Clapping creates noise and may have begun as actually a means of getting each other's attention or a way of um, intimidating one another. So think about gorillas thumping their chest, right? As people, we can make several sounds with our bodies um, that could intimidate one another, but clapping is quite a loud one, to be honest. Um, now, in addition, along with the sound of a clap, we can see the gesture um, is, is also a social construct for us as well. So if you're in a, an, in a group of people and everybody is clapping, you always notice the person who's not clapping, don't you, right? <laughs> like it's, um, it's a very interesting kind of social behavior as well. It's a compelling auditory and visual signal that we use. Now, while some clapping can be involuntary, for example, if we clap our hands together when we're really surprised or astonished at something or delighted, just a quick clap, um, but a lot of clapping is voluntary and intentional, such as when we're applauding someone, Obviously, applause is being clapping. Um, or if we're like encouraging it with children, we're creating tempo and rhythm as well. That's another reason that we use clapping. So it's, it, I find it a very interesting thing. Um, and do you do a lot of clapping? I mean, are you kids out of the clapping ages? Uh, no, point? no. Yep, we still clap. Yep, we still clap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I find it a very interesting thing. But also, there's quite a, a beautiful kind of um, symbolism to clapping and a kind of um, embracing of clapping in in Asia and in Southeast Asia culturally. So we, we talk about like clapping. OK, we look back into millennia. The Greeks were clapping at the theater as well. It's been around for a very, very long time. Um, when we look at the history of clapping, um, you know, the exact beginning of applause is a little bit uncertain, but we know it was documented in the third century BC. I mean, that's a long time ago, you know, and so um, a performer would announce to the audience at the end that it was time to applaud, which is something I think we should bring back. You just finish doing something and you say, you may now clap for me. Um, so I think that would be a good way of looking at things. Um, but applauding um, consisted of hand clapping and finger snapping. Um, and as this, as time passed, it moved out of the performance space and into places like the arena of politics. And people would um, clap for someone giving a political speech. People, and and it would be a gauge of popularity. If we think about like you know the Colosseum with clapping, the louder we clap. Um, the more approval someone has, you know, it's a way of showing our approval of something. And this, um, this, you know, evolved from just clapping to obviously chanting and cheering and ever stomping and all the rest of it. Um, but it does, it can also, um, it's very interesting in terms of how it motivates us to clap. If you're in a group of people clapping, it's quite hard not to clap, actually. Um, have you ever been in that situation? To, to not want to clap? 
or to not clap. So, for example, like I found like instances where you've got one hand busy, but you're in a situation which is a nice, fun social environment and you need to be able to clap. And I find myself clapping on my leg with yes. one hand rather than not clapping. Yeah. Right? You're like, I will do anything. I will wiggle any part of my body to make a clapping sound rather than not clap in this situation. <laughs> have you been tap- through that before? Yeah, I have just sort of like tapping your thigh or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people have actually looked into this. Science has studied this. They found that clapping is contagious and the length of an ovation, a clapping ovation, is influenced by how other members of a crowd behave. Mm. They say it takes just a few people to start clapping for applause to spread through a group. And then it takes just one or two individuals to stop for it to die out. Mm. So the, and there was a Swedish study published um, with a doctor, Richard Mann, in the University of Uppsala, who said you can get quite different lengths of applause, even if you have the same quality of performance. And this is purely coming from the dynamics of people in the crowd. So the research was carried out by studying video footage of groups of undergraduates as they watched a presentation. The scientists found that if they took just one or two people to put their clap, um, it just took one or two people to put their hands together for a ripple of applause to spread through the crowd. And these claps sparked a chain reaction where other audience members joined in. So the pressure comes from the volume of clapping in the room rather than what your neighbor sitting next to you is doing, which is very interesting. And the performance that had been witnessed, no matter how brilliant, had little effect on the duration of this kind of noisy acclaim. Um, And actually, they found that the duration of applause varied greatly. Um, So it's a very interesting thing, um, this social contagion of clapping, which is how it kind of gains momentum, that you have this pressure to do it and you've got to keep clapping, for example, as well. Um, and I've also noticed recently there was a couple of situations I've been in where we were sort of I was thanking someone in a professional arena that I work with and kind of started a little applause for that person right after I thanked them. And I thought this is very strange because I think with COVID over the last few years, we haven't had many instances of clapping together. And it sounds like a weird, there's many things we've missed out on thanks to the pandemic, but clapping seemed like quite a bizarre one. But it is in a way, you know what I mean? We, we've, we've forgotten some of those social cues and social contagions that we do as a collective group. That's yeah. quite a positive thing. Remember in the office, we used to do that. Like, you know, I don't know, somebody would walk in and we'd be like, yay, Andrew Dambina, and we'll yes, all just clap yes. for him. <laughs> And it's such Absolutely. a nice morale boosting thing. Or like, you know, somebody from the back chat team would come up with like, great show today, clapping. Absolutely. It's it's such an interesting thing. So it's like clapping is very, so we can talk about different ways that we applaud someone. So astonishment. So that could be several claps like, oh, my goodness, you know, and then kind of like excited recognition applause, which is what you're describing, just sort of saying, bravo, we're here for you. We're clapping for you. I mean, I remember when um, we had COVID in Hong Kong and I don't know if you took part in any of the, the big claps for um, our medical workers at the time. Like I remember I went on my roof and we went outside and we were clapping. Um, We couldn't hear much other clapping. We did hear a few other claps, actually, (laughs) but it was quite a powerful thing. Um, Motivational applause, so that's when you're trying to encourage people's efforts. Playful applause, so this is what we do with our kids all the time, right? It's rhythmic, which is, you know, clap your hands, clap your hands, that kind of thing. Um, ironic applause, which I actually am I've quite never, proud of doing. <laughs> and I, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I know, like that slow, the slow clap. clap. The yes. slow clap, yeah, yeah. I definitely know my husband does this with me sometimes in a very funny way between the two of us. Um, <laughs> There's also protocol applause. So there's that kind of courteous applause that we do between speakers, 
right? And in Hong Kong, a lot of the time, we have lots of situations which are quite formal in terms of presentations, in terms of speakers at universities, politicians, all those sorts of things. And it's a courtesy clap after someone's finished. They might have not said anything that profound. You know, you're just clapping to sort of thank them for their effort and to just show that you're part of the whole construct that's going on, right? So there's those sorts of things. Now, what I was saying about what's interesting about the East, about Asia and Southeast Asia, is that people believe that clapping has a lot of health benefits. So in Ayurvedic tradition... Oh, sort of clapping on your body? Yes, well, yes. I mean, in Hong Kong, of course, we often see elderly people clapping on their bodies, right? Patting their bodies. Yeah, patting their bodies. Yeah, so there's lots of reasons for this. So um, one of the, they actually say that clapping is one of the ancient yoga poses in Hindu scripture. Mm. And there are 39 different, and now, of course, this is, you know, different ways of thinking about health and wellness and everything. There are 39 different acupressure points for almost all of our organs on our palms. And these are activated by clapping. And this action improves our health very slowly, but they think very effectively because clapping sends energies to all these points. This is the belief. Um, And if organs have any energy blocked, it helps to release that so the inner organs may function better. So there's lots of reasons that people say it's quite a good thing to clap, that there's some benefits to clapping. Mm. Um, You know, they say um, there's, as I, um, it can change the overall heart health and help maintain blood pressure levels because of these points on our hands. It's very beneficial to children, which we know, because it can improve their brain function, contribute to better handwriting and improved concentration, like as an exercise in um in coordination. It can apparently reduce the occurrence of infections because it can help immunity by boosting white blood cells. Now, that's obviously... You know, we've got to look into the science of that a little bit, but I think there'd be something in it. Clapping is a happy gesture. It's a positive social happy gesture. And we know those things are very important to our health. We know social connection is important to our health. We know a sense of positive feelings, laughing, clapping, dancing, singing are good for us in our physical health as well as our mental health. Um, they also say that it can help with a lot, uh, as similarly with things like mental health issues, because it is something that is like kind of um, hacking your brain in the way. It's a happy gesture to do. Um, and so there's it a lot is a of happy. Things. It is a happy gesture to do when you see people clapping. Yeah. Yes, it's a happy thing. It's a happy thing. I mean, obviously, if they were clapping, <laughs> applauding something awful, probably not. No. But, um, but Even yeah, that it, ironic it, one, I can see the humor. Yeah. I can just imagine you guys yes. doing that. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting. It's one of the most common sounds that we as humans use without our voice cords, right, mm. is a clap. Um, the average speed of our claps range from 2.5 to 5 claps per second. And when I read that fact this morning, I definitely did a lot of clapping to try and prove it and work out <laughs> the speed of my own clap. It's recognized through every culture in the world and is one of the most universal means of communication. Um, and in Western etiquette, um, it's you know, it, in Western etiquette, it's it's very little to do with the actual quality of a performance. If we're applauding, it's it's the feeling of belonging to a group that you've experienced something together, and that you can't tell much about a person through their clap. Like you know, if we hear clapping, you you can't really say, oh, that's definitely female, forty five, you know, of a Caucasian background. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to tell the difference between most people and their clapping. Um, so it's quite interesting in a lot of ways that it's this this kind of universal uh, universal concept and that people are really interested in its health benefits, I find very, very fascinating. Mm. Um, so I, I find that um, very interesting that, you know, it's a different way of looking at the benefits of, of, of clapping. And it, I have to say, having been at a play group where I clapped a lot 
for a long time with my children and clapping when I'm in that rhythm with your kids and you're clapping along to songs and everything else. It makes you feel good. So I, you know, I often go dancing in the dark, as you know, and um, <clears throat> clapping as I dance makes me feel really good. I love a big clap because how often do we just have to have a big clap? And people actually, um, there's schools of thoughts in Ayurvedic tradition that say, you know, you should start by clapping like 200 to 300 times and then you can clap, you know, um, up to about 20 minutes if you wanted to. I'm like, that's a long time to clap. But that um, if you if you really want to get the benefits of clapping, you should try and clap your hands 1,500 times a day, which I think is kind of not that hard if you probably work in a preschool. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I remember my grandma used to do this exercise where she would swing her arms in front and clap in front of her body and then swing her arms back and then Did clap she? her hands, uh, at, you know, behind her back. And she'd just keep repeating it as she would um, walk, um, you know, back and forth at pace around in her home. And I remember thinking, wow, that's such a good way to exercise your arms. Yeah, um, um, did she enjoy it? She, she must have did. Been happy yeah. for doing it. Yeah, she did. In our household, because of uh, you know, uh, we have two little ones with hearing loss. We sort of clap, but we do like the sign language clap, where it's yes, sort of I like was the, about to mention that. Yeah. the jazz hands, but in a kind of twisty movement. And that I think that sort of mimics that uh, happy feeling as well. Like, and the, the great thing about clapping like that, or you know, the silent clapping, is that you point your hands in the direction and you just wave your hands to that person. And yeah. That, that's how you direct the applause and that's so sweet as well it's amazing i actually remember the first time i ever encountered the deaf community clapping um and that was at my cousin's wedding she is deaf and um everybody we you know um there was a speech made and of course instinctively i went to clap my hands um by banging them together and the entire room clapped their hands as you described by shaking them and turning them towards the speaker so it was yeah. kind of like a very silent clap, but it didn't take long for me to be like, oh, I, I need to clap like that too. It was the same feeling of social contagion, as you said, that shared experience that is so powerful. So yes, I think it's um, very interesting that even even in the absence of sound, um, that there are gestures that capture that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of institutions have adopted that as well. I think Oxford yes. University banned clapping to adopt, you know, um, sign language for, for clapping because I think for, for some people it can trigger some sort of, the sounds can trigger anxiety. I think Manchester wow, University, a lot of different organizations I've read um, have adopted, you know, the silent clapping, well, yeah, sign language for clapping. How so, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is It is a very sensory thing, a clap. So I do find it a, a quite an interesting an interesting concept. Um, of course, um, we couldn't talk about clapping without talking about... Um, I've only got one quote today anyway, which is, if you're happy and you don't clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a side note on that particular quote, um, <clears throat> I looked up the origins of that song and it was published in various places, but they think the melody... Um, can be traced back to Spain, Latin America, Lat or Latvia. Um, from it, there was a song that appeared in a Soviet musical film called Volga Volga in 1938, um, and that they think that the song was then published in lots of different places since then. Which is amazing that that song is so universal, right? Like so many people know that song. Of course you do. I mean, the number of times I've sung that song in my life, I would have lost count. Absolutely. Um, 
But yes, it's very interesting. In the early part of the 2000s, the Music Recording Industry Association of America actively prosecuted um, individuals for downloading music using file sharing services. And widespread media attention was paid to one 12-year-old whose downloads included, if you're happy and you know it, <laughs> that like it's like even include you know that you could actually illegally download that song seems a bit bizarre. Um, and in 2007, it was included as on a list in Japan of the hundred most well-known folk songs in Japan. Wow! All right, yeah, so- I'm so sorry, Cruzy. We'll have to no, leave at that. Yes, um, and I'm sure our listeners all know this song. If you're happy and you know it, thank you so much, Cruz, once again for your sharing for this week's audio column. Thank you very much indeed.